Hello, beautiful people. So, yes, I'm back on the podcasting again. <sighs> so, today on our podcast, we're about to talk about how adulthood is a scam. Mm-hmm. You heard me, baby. You heard me right. Yes. Being an adult is the biggest scam and the biggest fraud ever. Like, nobody ever tells you how it's going to be like. It's just... It's crazy. I mean, you're young and you look at adults and you're just like, I can't wait to be able to have this amount of freedom. I can't wait to be able to spend money on my money on what I want to spend it on. You know, because as a child, when you're giving money by anybody, you can't decide to say, oh, I'm going to spend my money on sweets. Nah, you're going to give that money to mama. And mama's going to decide how the money's going to go down. And most of the time, the money doesn't go down your way. It goes down for the entire family. On things that you really don't care about, like maybe bathing soap, toothpaste. You're like, give me the money. Let me just go to the mall and buy me some biscuit, chocolates, and junk and be happy. Eat food and be happy. We didn't know what we had as kids. No, we didn't know what we had as kids. So when we become adults, we just want to try and go back to becoming children. When you become an adult, you don't get handouts. You don't get free stuff. You don't get so many things now everybody expects you to be responsible and the responsibilities just keep amassing amassing like you can't just catch a break i know i can't just catch a break when i was young i just wanted to grow up become a medical doctor later on i was like no i'm not going down the medical doctor road i want to become a lawyer and then as fate will have it I didn't become either of those. And then I got into the university and that was the first taste of, you know, adulthood where you're free to make some certain decisions about yourself. You know, you have to wake yourself up to go to lectures. You have to remind yourself to read for exams. There really isn't anybody coaching you. And you taste that set of freedom and you become so happy. Forgetting the fact that parents send you pocket money and all of that. Some people had to hustle, you know, but I was being sent like, you know, a stipend. So I managed my stipend. I saved my money. I was super happy. I could say, you know what? I'm going to buy this trouser today or I'm going to eat this or I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that and all of that. So that's the first taste of adulthood. (laughs) And it's really sweet. Nobody tells you that (laughs) adulthood is more than that. And then you graduate. If you're from Nigeria, you have one year for your National Youth Service Corps. And then you do that. You start working. If you're lucky, you get posted to a really nice place. You get paid the federal government Lawi of 19.8. Now I think 30,000 naira. Um, probably where you're working, they pay you. So you wake up in the morning, you go to work. So you're feeling like, oh, I got a job now. I'm earning my pay. You know, I'm living in my own place and all of that. And then the one year ends. And life becomes real. Everything goes to shit. So when you're doing your NYC, you could still call your uncles once in a while and ask for money and they'll send it to you like, oh, you're you're a copper now. So, yeah, you should, you know, have take this, you know, to take care of yourself and put body and soul together. So you're super happy. Then you finish service. And everyone keeps asking you, have you gotten a job? Have you applied for a job? Have you done this? Now imagine you finish serving, you're not retained, so you have to leave the state where you are and go back to your parents' house. Now that's where everything becomes like, no, I did not sign up for this. So you're home morning till night, 
If you want to go out, your parents look at you like, why don't you get a job? If you want to do anything, they're looking at you like, you should get a job so you can help out in the house. So if you don't have a job, you got to be doing house chores. You basically become the maid of the family. You're not doing anything. So you're the cook, the cleaner, the washerman, the everything. So you're like, okay, is this my life right now? And it becomes, it then begins to dawn on you that, hmm, this life isn't easy. <laughs> now, if you're a lady, you're thinking to yourself, okay, maybe I can just get married and, you know, marry some rich guy and he probably, you know, be giving me money while I figure out my shit and all of that. If you're a guy, <laughs> you can't even think of getting married because first and foremost, you have to think about, you know, any money to take care of your parents and then before you can even take care of your girlfriend and you know it's a whole lot process so i'm going to be talking from a feminine pers- perspective basically so you're home you're looking for a job and you don't really understand nobody has prepared you to be an adult they've just been teaching you how to grow and how to survive now you know how to leave but now you have to learn how to survive you have to learn how to come out from, you know, mama's girl or daddy's girl to survive. If you're born where your parents don't have the connections to get you a job, you now have to start hustling. So you're dropping applications. These days, most applications are done online. So you're sitting down, pressing your phone, and your parents are looking at you like, you are so irresponsible because the only thing you know how to do is be on your phone from morning to night. You know, they're looking at you like about to breathe out brainstone on you because you're always pressing your phone or you're always on the computer and then your mom comes and tells you most of your friends are using this computer to get something for themselves and become something for themselves but you you're only just to watch film and do nonsense on the computer and you're looking at her like mama i'm also applying like i'm also doing my best i am i just haven't been called yet then you go through the emotions of going for interviews and hearing all oh, will call you back and going for tests and you passing and moving from stage to stage and then being caught along the way. Nobody prepares you for this amount of disappointment because what they sell to you as a young person or as a child is if you get good grades, if you graduate from school with good grades, once you go to school and come out, there's a job waiting for you. But no, there's no job waiting for you. You gotta have to pray. So basically, if you're a child now, you should start praying for a good job now, you know, because in our society, everything is all about prayer. So if you're four years old or six years old, the moment you know how to talk to God, you better start praying for a job when you graduate in 15 years' time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how it works here. So you find yourself being an adult and not being able to cope with a lot of things. And that kind of, in, in our society these days, you don't even know who you are. You start dealing with identity crisis. Probably because when you were growing up, for you, it was, eh, the major jobs there is medical doctor or lawyer or banker. And then along the line, you realize, oh, I don't even have passion for that. And then you're like, oh, this is what I have passion for. Now, whatever you have passion for, if it's not something that, you know, our society believes is employable, you're just going to be wavering around. It's just like right where I am from. If you wake up and say, oh, mom, I'm going to be an actress. Your parents look at you like, you are very unserious. And I'm going to beat that acting thing out of your life. You know, everybody wants their kids to go to school and study some certain things. But 
it doesn't always work out like that. So when we nurture our kids, we don't even nurture them with their natural talents. So they know how to implement it in our society. We nurture them to become some certain things. And when they become adults, they begin to struggle with identity crisis, trying to find out who they are, what they like. I mean, I, I, I don't even know what I want to be. At some point in time, I keep bouncing ideas, bouncing off between ideas. It's difficult to be an adult because you're saddled with a lot of responsibilities. And sometimes there's no middle ground. It's basically you just finish from the university, finish from your from seven and then you're just plunged into this world where you have to contribute and if you're not contributing it seems like you're a failure if you're not doing anything that's being you're being paid for it seems like a failure some of our parents believe if for you to be working and earning money you have to leave the house in the morning and come back in the evening so when you say oh mom i got a job online or i'm working from home part-time job they just look at you like you're spewing rubbish (laughs) which is really crazy so yes, I said it. Adulthood is a scam. Now this podcast basically is the, what's the word? The theoretical aspects of it. I'm going to give you gist in the second podcast of Adulthood is a Scam. Plenty, plenty gist to make you relate to what I'm trying to explain to you. Because whew, we all have been scammed. We really need to stand up. We really need to stand up and say no more. To this coming because man <laughs> i just want to go back to being a kid well the only thing i worry about is if i've done my assignments and when i'm gonna eat or when my mom is gonna take me out that's just all i want to do hey guys welcome to my podcast here on anchor it's been quite a while since i posted something a whole lot happened to me um it's 2020 obviously everyone is dealing with like super busy stressful stuff and here in nigeria we're dealing with um waves of um you know protests and all and you know trying to get the government to change and you know service better and um it kind of escalated into something really big and i lost my business i don't know how i'm saying this with a cheerful voice or tone but I don't, I don't know how to express it, but I did lose my business, my sense of livelihood. I remember when I was talking about being an entrepreneur and, well, these are the risks that come with being an entrepreneur and all. But that's by the way. So I was chatting with a friend of mine and it suddenly occurred to me that I haven't been here in quite a while. And I just wanted to, you know, talk about one or two things. <laughs> Um, I want to talk about marriage, being married and what it is. I know everyone mm-hmm. keeps saying, oh my God, why is everyone talking about marriage, giving advice about marriage and all of that? But I really just had to hit this point home. A lot of us who are not married, who are single, we look at marriage differently. It's almost like looking from the outside. You look at people who are married and you're super motivated super excited you can't wait together if you're in a serious relationship you just can't wait to jump in and be married and if you're single you suddenly fall into this wave of depression sadness or loneliness and truth be told it really isn't 
something that should bug or bother you at all um a a couple of people most especially in this part of the world we believe when you clock a certain age or you get to a certain age or achieve a certain level of success the next thing to come after that is being married and we get it wrong a lot we actually do get it wrong a lot being married is great having kids is fantastic it's amazing but it's something you cannot explain until you get into it. Um, I used to be one of those people that say, oh, when I get married, it's just going to be like when I'm in a relationship and all of that. But no, it doesn't. It, it changes. Something does change in your psyche. Um, something changes mentally, regardless of how much you and your partner love each other, flow with each other and all of that. Something definitely changes between both of you because there's a whole lot of fixed responsibilities and the fact that you really are starting out afresh and anew. Whatever decision you make bothers on the life or lives of other human beings. And when you're dating, even as much as you try to make sure that wouldn't you make affect each other, it's not the same as being married. Lives are, you know... You make decisions based on the lives of people. It's just about, it's like, you know, moving a job, moving houses and all of that. When you're in a relationship, when you're dating, it really isn't as, you know, life-changing as when you're married. Um, one advice I'd like to give people who are intending to get married or looking at marriage Everything you see on social media about couples being all loved up and all sweet is not the entirety of the marriage. I know a couple who are so in love with each other on social media and in their daily lives, they really are not as lovey-dovey as, you know, they make it seem. We're human beings, so as human beings, we'll always have issues, we'll always have situations. Doesn't mean that we don't love each other. In marriage, loving each other goes beyond, you know, just saying I love you and kissing and doing all of that. It means even when you guys are bickering with each other, you still have to look at that person and say, oh, these are the great things. I was feeling a a wave of sadness someday and then I told my husband, I was like, oh, I feel so sad and everything and I was really moody. And he gave me a hug and I was really not in the mood. But in that brief second of getting a hug, I just realized how much of a hero he is, how much of a superman he is, how much of an amazing human being he is. And I just took that second to appreciate the man that I was married to and it kind of got me off the depressed sad feeling I was going through and it kind of got me off of that now most times what we see on social media about marriage seems like it's always rosy rosy marriage is life on its own it's it's just like when you go to school you graduate you're looking for a job we're trying to figure out figure out everything happening around you you call that life like oh my god where am i going where do i go from here it's like that when you get married when you're dating you know you're looking forward to being married 
You understand? You're looking forward to this in marriage. It's not like you're not looking forward to stuff, but it's different. When you're dating, you can't wait to live with each other. You're like, oh my God, when we get married, we're going to live with each other. We'll wake up together. We'll do this. We'll do that. We'll do this. We'll do that. We'll get this done. And oh my God, we're going to make money. We're going to go on vacations. Do a lot of this and a lot of that. When you get married, life starts. And life most times doesn't come in, you know, steady waves. There's some stormy days too. Some people get stormy days in the beginning of the marriage. Some get it down the road. Some get it farther down the line and all. But it suddenly begins to dawn in you that after the achievement of marriage, you now have to find your personal space, personal person, and take care of other human beings in that process where you're still trying to get yourself moving towards a certain direction. And it can be quite overwhelming. I know as I'm explaining this to you, if you're single or in a relationship, you're like, are you saying we shouldn't get married? No, to get married is fun. It's the best thing ever. Like, it's the best thing ever. And, hey, stop listening to all those people who say marriage is not an achievement. Childbearing is not an achievement. They're all amazing achievements. It takes a certain level of skill to get married to someone from a totally, completely different background from you. And create life with that person. Tolerate, be patient, be loyal, be faithful, be hardworking, be everything. It, it is really an achievement. To have kids is the greatest, biggest achievement ever. Trust me. They're not even as easy as taking care of a human life from start to like whatever years that you're able to take care of them for them to even survive. It's a lot of work. So don't listen to all those people who'd be like, nah, marriage ain't no achievement. Childbearing ain't no achievement. They are achievements. <laughs> It's been such a long time since I did a podcast because, oh my God, I've been so busy. I never knew how difficult it was to have two kids and be a wife and be an entrepreneur and be everything that I think I want to be. It has been so, so, so hard. But hopefully this year, one of my New Year resolutions or one of my yeah New Year resolutions, let's call it that, is to be more serious with this podcast because... I feel like I have so much to give. I have so much to say. And I think you guys would really relate to me. So, I'm with a friend right now. And her name is Joanne. And we're going to be talking about almost everything, basically. I think this is like our way of expression. (laughs) So, hi, Joan. Oh, did I say Joan? Sorry. Hi, Joan. Hello. Um, we've been saying we're going to do this podcast since like last year. We kept saying, you know what, we're going to do it. We're even going to go on YouTube. We're going to do so much and everything, but see us now. We've not even recorded like one minute. Every day we're like, you know what, we're going to do it next week, Sunday. We're going to get everything ready. We've been on it for six months. And I said, you know what, I'm here this morning. Let's do one. Let's just, you know, flow with it and see how it goes. I hope you enjoy listening to this. So... Our very first topic as friends is basically, um, why'd you get married? I think that's one question that a lot of people need to like answer and 
most times when you ask people that question, they don't know the right answer to it. So, John, why did you get married? Why did I get married? Why did I get married? Why did I get married? I didn't actually have to ask myself. I didn't get to ask myself that question. Why was I actually getting married? I just felt, okay, I think it was time to get married. I think I needed to settle down. I was ready to settle down. Maybe that's why I got married. I was ready to settle down. But actually, let me ask myself, why did I get married? Okay, I love my husband. Fine. And uh, went for marriage course. And I was going to marriage because the first one of the first topics, so uh, yeah, that he taught us was the reasons for marriage, and that was companionship. I see a good someone, I think, was it yesterday or two? The lady was like, that, Ah, why I got married was because of I needed to have kids. And I, I corrected, I said, No, I didn't get married because of kids. He said, Yeah, but how would I feel if I was married and I didn't have kids? I said, Yeah, it would be an issue, but mainly I think why I got married was actually because I needed someone to always talk to someone i could share my innermost secrets someone i could when i feel stressed tired i have someone i have to okay i can run to because definitely yeah stuff is always there but she might not always be there and there may be certain maybe just a few things i might not be able to share or she might not be able to understand but once i go to my husband and i'm like ah baby uh and i just have that support that i need instantly so I think the main reason why I got married was I think now, come to think about it, I think I really got married because I needed someone who I could call a companion. Someone I could actually like your come G. rain, yeah, come rain, come shine. Always got through thick, through thin. He'll always be there. Someone will always be there. And I think the reason why um currently now marriages are really not standing. I think why that's the issue, because people just get have married. this illusion of I need to get married. Like, I'm of age. Oh I'm my god, age. I'm approaching okay. 30. I need to get married. I need to get married. My friends like, are getting married. My friends are getting married. Let's get married. Yeah, they don't really ask this question that why am I getting married? I didn't ask myself then before I got married that why am I getting married? But I actually just think that I think I'm ready to settle down. Settle down. And you found someone that. Yeah. And I wasn't in competition then or thinking that, oh, I had too many people. Because then, even then, I didn't have most of my... Most of my friends were not even married then. And, okay. Uh, I don't think I was like, oh, people are getting married. I didn't think I... I don't think I, that was what was my matter then, then or my mind then. Because I wasn't even... When me and my husband were actually dating, I had this mindset. I wasn't dating to... I just had, from the beginning, I just had this sense that, okay, I think... um open to i might end up with this person uh this might be my final boss but i wasn't i didn't go into that ah maybe tomorrow if i'm tired i will sleep out no because for once even for once we still said it like i think some weeks ago that ah when we were dating there was no issue we didn't have this major serious issue that we've not started saying i'm even tired i'm fed up i'm not dating again let's break <laughs> up i had ah. i had i had i had i had times where i'm like oh let's break up but i think my case is quite different our breakup was not because of our own doing, it was because of maybe circumstances or, or any of those things. But, okay, no, no, no. I never said I was going to break up with him. We always had that whole, oh, moment. are you sure we're doing the right thing? I think that was what we always had, like, are you sure we're doing the right thing? And I'm like, ah, boy, it's you. And my husband would be like, it's you too. I'm like, why, why? Ah, it was crazy. Why? When I got married, I think because of the circumstances surrounding my marriage to my husband, 
I actually had to sit down one time and ask myself, why did I want to marry my husband? Not why do I want to get married, but basically why my husband was like the perfect choice for me at that point in time. I always asked myself, there was a period I was even saying, God, it's because he's nice to me and all that. Maybe that's why I'm like, oh, I want to marry him. Like, do I even really love him? Like, I needed to take away the questions of like, okay, he takes care of me. He's always there for me. I'm like, do I love this guy or do I just love how I feel when I'm with this person? You understand? And it's quite difficult to like, you know, pinpoint, to explain or express why you love someone. Especially when person is a really nice person. I remember saying to myself then, I was like, God, please just show me a sign. Show me a sign that this is the dude and everything. But I I also, I, I got married to my husband because he's an amazing guy. I say it all the time. He's a super duper amazing guy. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to marry this dude because he's cool. He's fun. He checks all the boxes. He checks most of the boxes, not all the boxes. And I just figured, hey, let's do life together. I didn't know. I didn't. I didn't understand the let's do life together. No, 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 no. I did not understand the let's do life together. Truth be told, one of the craziest things about getting married is that no matter how long you've dated someone, no matter how long you guys have been partners, you guys have lived together, nothing prepares you for marriage that's the honest truth no matter how you feel like you know what i know everything in the books it's easy to know the books the application is a different thing entirely like you know that okay you're supposed to be sorry to your husband when you do when he wrongs when you wrong him or you're supposed to be a certain with your partner you're supposed to be this to your partner but nothing prepares you for what marriage is i remember having this discussion with someone and i told the person i said marriage as you see it, you're in marriage and then life happens to you. I can't remember how I said it then, but I was, I was trying to explain to the person that, look, that you got married doesn't mean that life stops, stops happening. Like, life happens even with marriage. So you're sick, it happens, and you're a married person. You, you go broke, you're poor, you're a married person. You get a good job, you get a bad job, married person. You still have to deal with life and deal with life as a married person. It's never all about you. It's never all about just you. You don't just wake up and make decisions. You don't just wake up and do stuff. You know, there's always someone out there that you have to consider in the grand scheme of things. And nothing prepares you. Nothing prepares you for that. Ah, oh my God. That was fun. was podcast. Why you like this? I can't even shout. I'm Hi. It's still recording, you know, madam. Yeah, it is. Don't worry, I'm not stopping it. I'll edit it out. I'll just probably cut it out over there. Hi, Mr. Chima. Mr. Chima is one of our Jews that's about to get married someday soon. Yes. Hopefully. Very, very we'll have him on this show. So you come and tell us one perspective of, you know, of why he wants why to get married. Why he wants to get married. married. That's true. That's what we're discussing. Why do you want to get married? Because the guy who says, who marries your wife marries a good thing. <laughs> And that is not actually the, the scripture. Reason. That was not the essence for that scripture. That's the reason for you yeah. wanting to get married. Who marries a wife? Marries a wife. It's not he who marries a wife. It's he who finds a wife. Finds brother. And he who finds a wife. I don't find it. I don't know if it's a man. Okay. okay. So that's why you want to get married. So you think it's the wife that will bring the good thing? Thank you. This is it. Okay. Right.
Let's hear it from the man's right. perspective. In my little wisdom, or the small sense that I give you, there is no one reason or main reason why one has to get married or this is. First thing is that it is an obligation for a man to get married. Okay. And the second thing is that, you know, in the matters of the heart or in the matters of the mind and even in our daily activities, you need that one person, right? Okay. okay. That will always be there, irrespective of the challenges and all that faces you. There's a difference between coming back to the house and coming back to a home. Okay. When you come back to a home, especially when you find a good person, when you're coming back, you're coming back to a home. When you've dealt with the horrors of the world, the world with life itself, you come back to a place where you can lay your head, talk to someone about what you experienced out there, that is willing to listen. And that's why, you know, in quotes, good person, no one person is completely good. That's okay. Yeah, true. You understand? And we can't use because the person is 30% bad and 70% good, throw the person away. And even those that are 30% good and 70% bad, Someone still has to do Okay. You understand? You just learn to take the 30%, turn it into, you know, something. Turn it into an grace by God's grace. Maybe make that 30% grow and make the 70% less. Okay. But you can't have the question. Okay. Yes. Yeah. 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 Companionship. Yeah, I think just some companionship. I think, I think, yeah, it, it, basically, I think we all get married for companionship. I don't know if everybody gets married for companionships. I think some people get married for kids. I think some people get married for other yeah. stuff. And that's where the problem comes up in some of the marriages we see. When you get married for kids, the moment the kids come, the priority changes. But if you get married because companionship. of companionship, priority never, the, priority never, the priority never changes. So you know whenever you're doing this thing called life, you have to remember that there's someone out there that you promised, you know, that you want to spend kids the rest of your life with. So that's their own life. Yeah, just like we also were kids one time. One time, and we started our own lives. So we are just instruments to produce more, Basically. more kids. And they will become instruments one day to, to produce, produce more kids. So... Like the only thing that is our responsibility for them is to help them through to that time where they can do whatever they want to do on their own and this thing. So that's just you know it. And lastly, in sight of God and man, it is good to make it official, you know, in the sacrament of holy matrimony. And that is as Catholic, or as a Catholic that I am, when it is anointed, it is legal. But when you're doing all the things you're doing without you know, any official, and traditionally as well, yes. in terms of men and because we cannot exclude tradition. Yes. So you have to be able to say, okay, this is mine, and okay. this person is mine. So now we've shifted the topic to partnership and marriage. <laughs> No, we're, we're still not. Why did you get married? married? But I think it'll be also something to explore. Probably in our next episode, we'll talk about this whole partnership thing, being married officially, legally, the normal way, 
we as Christians perceive it, people as traditionalists and all of that. I think that's another topic that one really needs to like, you know, figure out. But guys, you heard it. The main reason why you should be getting married is because you want to be a good companion to someone. I mean, that's the first rule of the Bible. That's the first rule of everything. Man was lonely and God said, oh, I need to help you find a place. And he created woman, Eve, Adam and Eve. That is how, you know, it happened. Basically, you need you need your go-to person. Even if you have your priest, your pastors, your siblings, there's always going to be one person that should be able to see the 100% of you. Because I say this all the time. My friends see a different Stephanie. My siblings see a different Stephanie. My parents see a different Stephanie. My pastor, my priest sees a different Stephanie. Mm-hmm. My husband sees everything. <laughs> my husband sees Stephanie, the mom, Stephanie, the businesswoman, Stephanie, the mad woman, Stephanie, the crazy woman, Stephanie, yeah. the sweet wife, the loving mother, the, the everything. The he's, like, he's the one person that sees me in all the facets. So when people, when, it's just like when a man comes and tells you, man, my wife is so difficult. And then you're like, eh, your wife that is so bubbly. Nah, nah, nah. It can't be that woman you know it's just like when people say oh she's a good person but she didn't make a good partner that's basically you know how it describes it so your husband gets to see or your partner your companion gets to see every facet of you everything and that's why it's good to marry a good person because uh, one you know, mistake I, I i have seen or observed in married people is that when they get married they actually forget the essence of Marriage. Yes, marriage. Well, like, life happens to you, and it sometimes sweeps up the fact that you said, Oh, I want to be a companion to someone. Let me ask you a question. When you open a business and you face challenges, do you, do you forget the essence of opening the business? Well, well sometimes. What is sometimes, sole, yes. What is the sole purpose of opening a business? To make profit, right? Yes. Yes. Do you forget whether you're not here to make profit? But there are times when you can't hold the business and even as much as you remember why you started the business, you can still hold it and... The truth of the matter is, a business is bound to fail, right? But you don't forget the essence of making or opening the business, which is to make profit. That is why you work to make sure that you actually make that profit, right? The key word there is you work. To make that profit so basically you have to work to make yes. the marriage work yes. you decide i'm gonna get married you gotta work to make stay married but you can't be the only one it's too waiting that's why i said most couple forget the essence of marriage in the first place and that's why most marriages fail okay all right guys it's on 16 minutes so you guys don't get bored with like you know talking heads and all of that We'll see you on our next episode. I pray we'll be more corporately organized. <laughs> now nah, we won't. <laughs> like, we won't parlor discussions. So enjoy. Bye.